Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. We are back with another week of the Android Central podcast, and I am sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I nope. am not. Nope. Try again. Oh, ah! morning evening whatever it is wherever you are we are back with another week of the android police podcast and i am sorry everyone but i am not daniel bader bader is getting some rest it's been a big long week for him it's been a big long week for all of us i'm sorry i'm i'm gonna be a little bit low energy this week because i'm it's just been a blur but we finally have our reviews for the Galaxy Z Flip 4, the Watch 5, and the Watch 5 Pro up. And we are going to talk about these devices more in depth now that we have actually used them for a significant period of time. So joining me today, we have Will Saddleberg. Yes, I'm back. I'm also not Daniel Bader, um, <laughs> but I won't apologize for that. Alrighty, and we also have Stephen Schwartz. Nope. No? Shank. Nope. Shank. God damn! <laughs> okay. Um, are y'all as tired as I am? Because it's, yeah. it's pretty high. I stayed up to watch Nope last night, and that was a bad mistake. Oh, because... no, no, no. You never stay up and watch a horror movie before bed. Mm-mm, What's wrong mm-mm. with you? Bad news bears. Ugh, alrighty. Well, we're going to start with your review, Steven, because I'm yeah. jealous. Um, You reviewed the Galaxy Z Flip 4 for us, and I f- finally got mine yesterday, and I'm already slightly in love with this thing though it is a definite transition period and you ended up really really liking this film but you didn't plan to right no no this was my first real extended time using any sort of foldable device i mean i've obviously played with them at launch events and in stores and you know have colleagues who were reviewing them i got to like handle them for a few moments but never carried it as a daily driver and i'm (sighs) I think more sensitive to screen issues than most people. If there's like the slightest scratch or imperfection on my screen, it's all I'm going to think about using this device in perpetuity. It's going to ruin the experience for me. So getting one where from day one, there's this big old flappity crease in the middle. It's not a uh, big flappity crease. It's I barely big. feel it's this thing. It's all the way across. And well, this is my, my concern is that it would be distracting and huge and impossible to ignore. But yeah, upon actually using the thing, it's not that bad it's unless you're on a very very white background and viewing the phone from an extreme angle you don't see it the screen's tall enough that unless you're holding the phone weird your thumb's probably not even glancing against it when scrolling through pages and it's not really any different than using a regular i mean really tall phone but it's it, it's just it, not at all what I was expecting from the experience. And it's just so much fun being able to fold it up. Oh, yeah. It's satisfying. I will say, I'm the first day I was like, do I really want to fold the cl- phone shut while I'm working? And then after like three or four hours, I was just like, no, this is a phone that's made to be folded up and like yeah. made smaller. So fold it up, put it away. And it's fun just having it out on your desk and, you know, seeing the notifications as they come in. It's kind of like a pager almost. Yeah. I've always wanted a phone that had a cool external display that you could get like two-way page notifications on it. I always wish that someone made a phone where there was a miniature screen along like one of the edges so you could have the phone like fully in your pocket and just glance at the top edge of the phone. No one's ever done that. Million dollar idea. Somebody get on that. But LG would have done as good. If LG, LG was still around, I'm shocked would they be had their not. 20 yeah. to the G11 would be... 
would have that screen. I mean, we sort of had like with the early edge screens that yeah, were I was really prominent, yeah. that, but yeah. it was the wrong edges. Right. They did the long ones. I will say, I'm not finding myself using the cover screen a whole lot yet, but that's also because I haven't taken this phone out of my apartment, so I haven't really gone like out into the world and like mm. done camera stuff with it yet. I'm sure I'm going to use the that cover screen. The best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't opened the camera app yet. Although I will say I have used the front-facing camera because I did a Google Meet call with somebody around lunchtime. Uh, and being able to like fold the phone to like get a the proper mm. angle and then just set it there as opposed to having to deal with like tripods or stands or gimbals yeah. or whatnot is just amazing. I was trying to find a way to express this in the review. It's great for, like, if you're the sort of person who's always propping your phone up yes. in awkward positions, trying to get that right angle, this just, it streamlines that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that. Um, I'm somebody who, like, tends to, like, prop my phone up anyway, no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm just, like, reading. And granted, being able to, like, fold up half the screen doesn't make it perfect for me, but it still is like, okay, my phone isn't just absolutely flat on a desk that I have to hunch over and look at. So it's... Yeah, it, yeah. It's nice. And it fits you in my... You got the my... purple? This is yeah. such a pretty phone. Yeah. It's such a pretty phone. I have a... Um... Spigen sent me the uh, Airskin, the crystal glittery one, and I'm so happy. And that's the case that I have on right now because I'm going to be testing out Flip 4 cases for this phone, and this was one of the few cases without adhesives that I have so far. So I'm like, okay. Oh. Okay. Is that staying on? Uh, Well, the point of it is that it can come off if I need it to. Is it coming on? It's staying on as it's supposed to, at yes. least. It hasn't shaken loose yet. Yeah, right, no. I mean, well, I mean, this is basically like a decade ago when we were all like just getting into like Android phones and whatnot. And the cases on like all the slider phones were like these little snap-on cases. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. Just slightly more refined. You know what I miss was the bumper cases from like the, my Nexus 4 had a bumper case. That was because the back of that was so pretty. You had to leave that. Yeah, you had to. I miss having just like straight bumpers, but also I'm the kind of person who I I want a case. I want the full phone covered and protected. And then I want to be able to like have a nice pattern on it. Caseify actually released their Galaxy Z Flip 4 and Fold 4 cases today. And I spent like a good 10 minutes just scrolling through like, ooh, that would be a pretty design with a purple and oh, that one looks great. I can't wait for them to get some of the like collab cases for it. Cause if they had started with that phone being available with the like the Star Wars uh poster designs or the Harry Potter ones, I would have been all over that shit. Cause they play so well with the different uh case colors and the with the different phone colors. You know, I, I played around with some of Samsung's cases um back when we were taking a look at this thing and <sighs> They were interesting from a design perspective. I like what it was able to do with like the strap connecting the top and bottom of the phone and the way it slid between the two. But that said, this is already so thick when it's there in your pocket and it feels a lot heavier than it is, I think, because of the thickness. I'm concerned that with a case adding even just another millimeter or two, this is going to be unwieldy feeling. I'm not sure how I'd like that. I'm not super worried on that front because it's thicker, but it's taking up a smaller print in your pocket. Yeah. So, I'm, but I mean, for me, it's also a matter of I have limited real estate to work with to begin with, with my pockets. And this phone actually fully fits. Like, I can get <laughs> the top of the pocket closed again with this phone inside. That is no small And that feat. is such a... I have waited so fucking long to have that again, guys. <laughs> A phone I could actually take out without having to wear without my holster. cargo pants, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Although, that said, I'm interested to see whether or not this phone will fit in my holster and whether or not I want to carry it in my holster as opposed to just, like, carrying it in my pocket and then just having to actually transfer stuff out of my holster for once in my life. That's a good question because the design is so odd, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, I will gladly, like, just put the Flip 4 in my pocket and, like, bring along a Pixel 6 so I can take pictures of the pretty foldy phone. But, yeah, it's... I'm so happy about the size and the form factor, and I'm glad that carriers are, like, discounting the hell out of this thing already. Yeah, they're really pushing this hard. Yeah, AT&T's trade-in, any galaxy, any condition, they brought that back for this phone. Verizon was giving $800 off with trade-in or $800 off a second one if you opened a new line. T-Mobile was giving away crazy incentives as well. It's it's nice to see the phone so heavily incentivized here, even if you're buying it through the carrier as opposed to Samsung. I gotta say, I wasn't super impressed with the trade-in values for the Flip 4 compared to the Fold 4. Like, across the board, trade-in values when trying to buy a Flip 4 were about 100 to two, uh, 100 to $150 lower than if you were trying to buy the Fold 4, which, granted... What did I see? There was, like, the Note 20 Ultra. They were giving $1,000 towards this. That's the full price of the phone, basically, isn't it? I think of that Of the Flip might be, 4, anyway. Uh... I don't think they did. Uh, it wasn't that price if you were trying to trade it for a Flip 4. That was only the Fold, maybe. Yeah, no. The prices were yeah. higher across the board when trying to trade in for the Fold because you have more. It's $1,800. You need more of a handout to help get justify that price. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I've I've just been in love with this phone, and I'm looking forward to, like, actually, like, thoroughly testing it, carrying it around the parks, trying to use it when my hands are all sweaty and messed up from, you know, just yeah, oils or I'm ice cream. still... Or- super afraid of dropping this thing that's why i want to get one of those ring covers because my review unit did not come with one of the silicone uh covers with uh the silicone cover with uh ring so i i need to grab me one of those so that way i can like test this out because you can't put a pop socket where you would need to on this phone so those rings are the rings or the strap case that is super important those are sins those are what having a uh, having a ring or a strap on it yeah i'm judging you a little harshly for enthusiasm remember how tall is this phone and how small are my hands yeah yeah okay like the ring it's relatively narrow at least yeah it's narrow enough that i can hold it comfortably i just can't reach the top or the the far side comfortably it's a stretch the volume rocker is in a ridiculous position yeah well, you don't have the Flip 4, but you just got the Fold 4, right? Have you actually played with it much? How are you finding it? Yeah, I got the Fold 4 on, God, what's today? Friday? So Wednesday. So I've had it for about two days. I also have never had a foldable phone. I've played a little bit with like a Flip 3 in stores over the last year, but like I've never even like held any of the folds. So like this is my first experience with it and... I I don't know if I would want to keep this as my daily driver because it's so big and heavy and clunky. Yeah, but for like this was my question. But for what it it's like it is really fun to just kind of like it's not obviously not quite as fun as like what the flip offers really, but there is something like so novel about like ah, I'm just gonna open up my big dumb screen and scroll well, through are you? Reddit. What? What is your what does your usage look like? Do you find yourself opening it up often when you pull it out? Or is the front screen functional enough that you really don't have to unless you're, you're trying to Honestly, I use the front screen more than I thought I would. Like I definitely yeah. prefer the bigger screen, obviously, but there is like I don't mind like I, I 
I kind of like how narrow it is. I haven't used it. I don't remember the last time I used a screen as narrow as this, like because screens have been so big for so long. And there's something kind of novel about even just the front screen as, as lame as that might sound. Yeah. I actually don't think it's that hard to type on once you get Gboard on there. Like it, it fixes whatever mistakes you would have. Like I have fired off text messages with the front screen, like no problem. If anything, like because it's it's closer in size to the normal keyboard size of, on a S twenty two Ultra or whatever, like than than the big inner screen, I actually make less mistakes on it anyway. Um, hmm. But that said, I don't know. They're, like the apps that support big screen functionality, like it really makes me want to use the big screen. And so, like, I mean, there are obvious examples, right? Like. Looking up directions or whatever feels like really novel when you have this like big map in your hand or whatever. But like sync for Reddit, the the, the Reddit oh, client. Can you do the two column layout. It's like totally like well, especially with like the new material you designed that they've rolled out. Like it looks so good. All the like it it looks like perfect for this size. Like it fits really well. It feels like you're reading like some kind of weird forum meets magazine kind of thing it's it's really nice versus like twitter which looks kind of terrible on the, on the big screen and like i shocker yeah that. it's not it's yes, not, yeah, android's problem for a while now when you're using maps are you doing this in a split screen layout or are you taking full advantage of the panel i have to run a couple errands tomorrow before i go to a friend's house so i was looking up directions to see like how long is it going to take like which order should i go in how long is it going to take me mm-hmm. uh and like yeah i was just like full screen just kind of admire it's does it add anything probably not is it like really any more useful than on my pixel 6 probably not but there is something like so nice yeah. about like zooming out and seeing like oh this is my whole route because I'm, I'm gonna be driving like about an hour total and it's like oh this is like really nice to like see my whole route laid out in like a big little map size you know I think I would find this appealing in the same way, but it really feels like Samsung it thinks that people are going to be multitasking constantly on this. And at least with the flip, that seemed like a, a proposition I was not interested yeah. in with the up down. I can see it being a lot more accessible, like on Samsung tablets. The multitasking is is great. It works reasonably well. I just never get around to using it. And yeah. I wonder if the size of this is makes it convenient enough that it might be tempting to play with i am not a huge fan of multitasking on phones to be honest so i have yeah. not messed around well, it's been a ton with so it so annoying to do for so long yeah it never feels well like i also feel like even now if i put two apps next to each other what am i doing right what am i really doing between these two apps like I, yeah. i'm sure there's combinations i can think of but the only one that like really ever matters is like I have a YouTube video in picture-in-picture mode. Like, that's it. That's, like, the closest I really come in my day-to-day. No, I don't think you're wrong there. It hasn't been really a killer app pair, something that sold multi t- multi-window as, as a, a, some real benefit over just switching back and forth between apps, because that well, works fine, too, for most yeah, cases. Yeah, what, what do you have, Ara? Because I feel like you have... I was going to say... Um... If you're having to, like, fill out forms that have, like, confirmation numbers or sure. things like that, I could see, like, having, like, Google Keep or the messaging app that you got your info in and then having yeah. the window that you're putting in, in the uh, and then the window that you put all the crap in in the other. Or, like, okay, here's a list of all the places I need to go and I have maps on the other side and I can just plot out everything before I get in the car. But at the same time, it's, yeah, it's, you keep mentioning, like, play with the script. Uh, with the split screen yeah. on the tablet and that that's honestly how the fold four feels to me whenever i look at mm-hmm. it and see people like doing things on the big screen i'm like this feels like a toy Absolutely. Not a productivity device 
Like, if you want this to be a productivity device, it's when you, like, pair it to a keyboard and, like, actually use oh, it as, like, a full screen. This is way so too you do small for that, the fold in my board? opinion, though. Like, I... I wouldn't want yeah, to do I any work on this, really. Like, I mean, I mean, notes, like, for sure, if I had an S Pen, like, I really like taking notes on my, no one right. yell at me, on my iPad with a, with a Apple Pencil, no one yell at me. <laughs> um, but, like, like, so if I had an S Pen. How big is the screen? Seven, it's 7.6 seven inches. It's 7.6. Okay. It's probably a little too big, honestly, to, like, really take notes in your hand. Like, I'm holding it. I have relatively big hands, and I'm holding it unfolded right now. And, like, I don't know how long I would want to take notes on this in my hand. But on a desk or whatever, like, it it would be fine. Um, I really think that this is no less fun than the flip. They've just positioned it as, well, if you're spending $1,800 on this, like, clearly you're a businessman of some importance. I I argue making it big and expensive inherently makes it less fun. Yeah. you feel less free I with think it. that's fair but also I don't know it's just like I was trying to go through and see like what apps do I have installed right now that like really take advantage of the big screen and I like that um Spotify uses its tablet layout right like it looks like which is basically just the desktop layout like it so like mm-hmm. you open Spotify and it's like oh that's what Spotify looks like on my computer not on my phone that's fun there's no use to that but it's neat it's stuff like that versus like oh man i'm gonna fire off so many emails and like i don't know that's not i can't like i i've responded to emails on this thing although gmail is not really taking advantage of the screen space to like wait really yeah like you of all the like big app integration and like optimizing things for larger screen there, there is no like this is just this just acts like it does on a on any other phone like it doesn't use the like it doesn't use multi so like it's just you get a really long preview of whatever your message is but that's about it like it's (laughs) there's nothing special here yeah that's bullshit i'm sorry that's just bullshit listen this is a review unit right like straight up if you want me to make a decision for you the listener of like should you spend eighteen hundred dollars on this the answer is like probably not unless like you can really think of a reason why this would change your life but like I'm not going to lie and say it's, like, not fun. Like, I think, like, novelty, there is space for that. Like, I, especially in the Android sphere where we used to get a lot of it from companies like LG. And we don't anymore because those companies are gone and it's really just, like, smartphones as an appliance. And if you miss that, then this might be the phone for you. But also, you might get that feeling from the Flip. And the Flip is, you know, roughly half the cost. Yeah. The Flip is a mainstream phone. The Fold is For still sure. like a, a lux- like a premium luxury item. Sure. Every time I think of the Fold, I'm wondering who's actually buying this other than people in our industry who are curious. I, s- I mean, I yeah. see them. I don't. I have not seen a Fold. Uh, well, Ara, you go to Disney, you see live, a billion I a, tourists. I, yeah, I have I live not at seen a Fold. an expensive vacation destination. The people who can afford to go to Disney are the people who could afford to spend $1,800 on a phone because they probably just spent $1,800 on park tickets. <laughs> yeah no it's I, I i see enough of them that i'm like okay people are actually buying some of these i see a lot more flips because the flips actually like fit in people's pockets and yeah. are easy yeah, and yeah. they're small and they're they're it's even if it's like fold the foldable part is like interesting and fun to get like used to but at the same time it's just you open it and you use it as a phone and then you flip it shut and it just put it away so it's it's not as much of a what do I do with this than the Fold is. It's not transformative. Yeah. I mean, it's a transforming phone, but the experience doesn't change how you normally use your phone, unlike the uh, the Fold. Yeah. 
I'm really curious. I, I've never used one of uh, any other, uh, you know, foldable of this form factor. I've never gone hands-on with any of the uh, Motorola razors, and I'm really curious how those compare. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. such a well-executed, I mean, from a hardware perspective. We'll, well have I to mean, wait. The, yeah. the Flip 3 was responsible for 75% of foldable sales in the last year. So I imagine the Flip 4 is going to just continue on that trend. Because mm-hmm. they've, they've gotten to the point where it's just like, okay, we're just going to do like quality of life improvements and little like little refinements because all of the physical changes to this phone were like, okay, we made the phone a little bit wider. So it's less of a like a super tall, narrow phone. We changed it to where it's like slightly smaller bezels and things like that, as opposed to having like major overhauls. Let me so, say this I'm, and then we, we can move on because you brought yeah. this into my head and it's going to bother me if I don't say it. It's a okay. point that Ryan has made in the past. Samsung is doing this wrong. It should open horizontal. Like, like it should open the other way. It shouldn't be a vertical fold. Yeah. It should be a horizontal fold. It, this feels so much better when you're holding it in landscape. Like it feels so much more natural and it should just fold like a book and it would, it would be so nice. And, and I honestly, really hope the, the crease will be less visible. And the that crease way. would be less visible. And I hope the Z Fold 5 switches it and, and goes to that because uh, it, it's the better choice. But we'll, we'll see. And that's, that's my opinion on the fold yeah no that that's it's understandable and now that we all have these it's like okay we're going to be able to just like play and dig into these in the coming months because is this the first this these are the first foldables for all three of us right yeah yeah so we're we're gonna have more opinions on that as we get later into the fall i can't wait to put a cover screen os on this thing and play around with all Mm -hmm. the extra functionality that brings to the exterior oh yeah that'd be fun yeah since we're going to have to wait and actually like play with these phones more but to get into all that. Let's talk about wearables because I reviewed mm-hmm. the Galaxy Watch 5 and Will, you had the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to go ahead and apologize again because I'm, I'm sorry you had to do the big one. Because that thing just would have looked like, like even in my review photos, <laughs> it, people were like, oh, that has to be the 44 millimeter. It just I looked saw, I saw the big comment, on her wrist yeah. and I was just like, no. That the, <laughs> this watch looks smaller on my wrist than the 40 millimeter watch looks on your wrist and it Jesus. doesn't it looks big on my wrist i don't have the biggest wrists in the world but yeah no it's it's comical yeah no it's i feel like we didn't get any significant changes with the galaxy watch 5 we got a slightly larger battery with slightly better battery life the glass shouldn't scratch as easily now i'm not going to say it won't scratch because People have been claiming that you can't scratch the sapphire glass on an Apple Watch, and that's not really the case. Anything will scratch if you get something hard enough or if you get it in just the right way. Yeah, push hard enough, sure. Yeah. But the upgrade for the watch that was the most important to me is actually the one that it was a bare mention during like the presentations and the and the briefings the curve on the underside of the watch mm-hmm. where the health oh. where the sensor actually contacts with your wrist. Having it be curved so that way it like presses more into my wrist because I have again I have a narrow I have a very thin narrow wrist so that makes it harder for me to get a good read and whenever I would move my wrist I would sometimes get like light bleed like green lasers just coming out of uh, from under my wrist because wait are you you saying that the five made it worse or no but it made it better that problem okay no, yeah better. that makes sense the one yeah, on the I have that same problem with the four is I'm kind of like uh was it the the body impedance thing the biological uh, the, analysis yeah it does not work for me anymore I just it cannot get a good read off my wrist it's very frustrating I will say BIA I've had less issue with on the five and part of that is having the contoured body sensors yeah 
allows for better contact with the skin, even if you don't have as like muscular an arm or as large of a wrist as some people do. I'm five foot two. I'm 110 pounds. Uh, not by choice. And for me, it's a matter of I have a very thin bony wrist. In order to get good readings for me, I would ideally need this watch to be 10 to 15 percent smaller. Yeah. Having it curved on the other side so that way at least I have better contact on the part of the wrist that matters Yeah, mm. makes it so much easier to me to get like it doesn't error out every single time when I try to get blood oxygen on this watch. It only arrows out like a third of the time, which for the blood Jeez. oxygen readings, the blood oxygen reading requires you to be at a table at a certain uh, hold a certain pose and your skin to be a certain temperature. So it with the moon in the right phase. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But BMI has been more consistent on this watch, although if you're getting BMI readings from a smart scale where you're just standing on the sensors, that is going to be more accurate than this because it will actually weigh you at the time. For the BMI tests, you need to be able to say, okay, I am exactly this weight right now while you're taking this. BMI is just height divided by mass. There's no impedance to it. No, there's, um, because it uses the... It's literally height squared over mass. For BMI, not for body fat. Oh, sorry. You're right. Yes. For the body fat portion of it. Because it, I was going to say, it gives you the skeletal percentage, yeah, muscular yeah. percentage, and fat percentage. And I always feel rather bad because while I am small, what I'm lacking is muscle tissue. I like how, though, every smart device I have that can compute this sort of thing gives me wildly different results. So I am trusting them as far as I can throw them. Yeah. That's well, probably I mean, pretty far, Stephen, to be honest. Like, they're not big. You could probably well, on the well mine heavy, isn't though. heavy. Yours yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I mean, the weight might. I don't know. The it, weight but... might carry it through the air better, though. That's true. Why don't we do these tests as part of our reviews? <laughs> this is a because oversight. it's a three hundred dollar watch, and I want to keep it. But it's sapphire. Oh, so I'm kind of upset. I, I was really happy to see the move to the more durable crystal. I know. People aren't as excited about it as I am. I was saying about screens earlier, if there's one little ding on the screen, I am just going to be sad forever. This was a, a great upgrade. I would have loved to see Samsung also go steel body across the board because these are still aluminum for the for the cheaper ones, right? Mm-hmm. It's aluminum for the Watch 5 and it's titanium for the Watch 5 it Pro. It sure is. Yeah, but we had steel for the, the Classic last time, didn't we? Yeah, but stainless steel had its own issues, and Galaxy Watch 4 Classic users had a lot of issues with, like, if the watch heats up, it would, like, be physically painful to wear the watch. The aluminum, while it will absorb some heat, it's also better at dissipating it, so That's you true. have fewer thermal issues. Huh. Uh, how's the um the body temperature analysis on these working Not for active you guys? Yet. Oh, it's not? Okay. Yeah, I saw the it was temperature in the sensor is, the the temperature sensor is not active yet. And I don't even know if there's going to be like a dedicated like take your temperature with your watch <sighs> kind of thing. I think it's purely going to be for uh it's gonna be like, okay, if your baseline body temperature is like this and you're consistently high, oh hey, you might have a fever, you might want to go take a look at the yeah. doctor. Or uh the main usage for it that they are touting is during sleep tracking. Yeah. That's the oh. So, like, if you're getting too hot while you sleep or you're getting too cold while you sleep and it's messing up your uh, sleep rhythm. Quality of, yeah. Yeah. That's the rumor on the, on the 
upcoming Apple Watch stuff that is it's going to have that same sensor and it will work in the same way. So I would imagine that they're both not they're not doing mm-hmm. like your current temperature is ninety eight point six. It's going to it's going to do like, hey, you're running hot, you know. Well, I mean, you will never get an accurate like exactly. core body exactly. temperature rating yeah. from your wrist. The only places you will get an accurate core reading are doing it orally, doing uh, one of the infrareds on your forehead or taking it rectally. So there's no way a watch can do these things unless they put an IR sensor on like your phone or something. And I have a really good smartwatch pitch for anyone out there. (laughs) (laughs) I saw where that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. You heard me start to say it, didn't you? You were like, Uh (laughs) Uh Um, yeah. But I mean, considering that we upgraded to the Sapphire Crystal Glass, moving from 250 to 280 uh, 280 for the Watch 5 makes sense and is still reasonable. The Watch price for the 5 pro just doesn't compute for me like at yeah all. Th- this is my hang-up so I'll, I'll talk so this is really of these four gadgets two watches two phones this is really the the one that i would call like the newest one right it's not brand new or anything but it, it is certainly like a new design yeah, it's, it's the new different yeah yeah, yeah exactly We're, you know so like which made reviewing it like fairly easy because like there was a lot to to look for but also i think at its core if you really want one of these new watches and and you want and you want a big one you're not like ara and you're looking for like a 36 millimeter watch that doesn't exist god i um, love ooh. that i know oh, i know sign me up but if you want a big one the 44 millimeter watch 5 like not pro is probably your best bet because this thing as much as it is premium feeling, like the titanium feels nice, the sapphire crystal is allegedly twice as hard as what it is on the on the five. Wait, no, what? it's there's not it's twice, not twice hard as hard. As sorry, it... twice as resistant. Right? They there was a two well, times like number. coated it or something. It's, no, yeah, it's oh. harder. They, they claim it's say, even harder. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's twice as hard as it was on the Galaxy Watch Four. So for the Watch that's Five, there's some difference times... between yeah yeah. Uh, I think it's because the 45, it's a larger piece of glass, so it can spread out the force along a, a larger portion of uh, material. Man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. My point is, is that there's not that much different between this. So here's what you'll get for 140 additional. Yeah, how much larger a battery is this? That, that is one of the... the two things you'll get. So if you drop $140 on this versus the GPS Wi-Fi 44 millimeter Watch 5, you will get mm-hmm. a 590 milliamp per hour battery, which is admittedly huge. Uh, it's 410 on the on the 44 millimeter model, so it, it is much bigger. And you will get some hiking and cycling exclusive features for for GPX maps and trackback, uh, which which will reroute you if you get you know if you go on a hike and you get turned around on the on the trail or whatever. Um, I think those fitness features are pretty lacking unless you really are already a diehard hiker or biker. I I really... I'd almost have to ask, is it even... Like, the GPS while you're doing your workouts, Mm -hmm. I wonder if any of the running apps will do that on the Watch 5 without having... Oh, I'm sure you can. Strava has trails. Health doesn't have it. No, so so what it is is that you can use so so most GPX services are paid. If you're downloading a pre-made GPX map, it's probably paid, but you can make your own. There are a handful of free ones, and then you just download it to the watch. But you have to pick either cycling or hiking as the exercise, and you can't like when you start the map, it's starting activity tracking. Like you can't be like, well, I'll start the map and then do running in the background and 
together it'll it'll tell me where Mm. to go so like i went to a new running trail that had a couple intersections running through it and i couldn't use the map feature on it because it was like you're not hiking and so i had to like i did like running just like a run like tracking a run and there were a couple times where i was like i don't remember do i go straight here or do i turn this is a large trail it's i don't know if if this is samsung to blame um well garmin so what they're coming for here is garmin and garmin supports running with gpx maps so it's just like a weird just in in general samsung's made it difficult to multitask i guess when it comes to um interacting with the fitness stuff on the watches like with the with the four i found if if i'm doing a workout i can't look up stats on past workouts at the end of the current one yeah it's not great i don't think it's a terrible fitness tracker but i think if it's coming for garmin it's not there 98 percent of what you're going to do with fitness tracking is on the classic watch, like the norm i can't say classic the normal watch five <laughs> yeah uh like like you will get the same experience minus those two features and so unless you're really you're like i'm going hiking or i'm going cycling like and you're doing it a lot like i don't think there's a reason to buy this beyond the battery life um which is good because it's a huge battery and it's heavy and they 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 just brute forced it i i don't know what else to, like they really uh i was I, with with mixed usage i was getting easily like two full days of usage i think wow. if you're not and that's that's with like activity tracking which was really gps only like phones at the house right mm-hmm. uh downloaded music playing on spotify through earbuds like active with, bluetooth connection going yeah so that impressive. was really dropped that was like a run would drop it like 20 percent but if you're not really if you're just like going for walks or whatever like you're not as active maybe if you're really like three days probably easily i would say off the charger i've also been using this with a paired with the pixel 6 i'm curious if it if it's more efficient i just paired it a couple hours ago with the with the fold 4 mm-hmm. uh now that my review's done so i i'm curious to see if it lasts longer when it's uh connected to samsung hardware uh, yeah, I I paired mine to the Flip 4 yesterday, and I, I can't tell yet because yeah. I set the phone and the watch up yesterday afternoon, and it's been 24 hours. So. Yeah, exactly. And setting up the watch burned like a third of the battery for me. Of course. Of course. Yeah, naturally. I guess my point is that none of us have tested the 44mm normal Watch 5. Like, we haven't. Well, I, don't think we I mean, to. there shouldn't be a difference. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> this is kind of speculation, but I think... You can easily get through more than a full day of usage on the 44 millimeter Watch Five with like mixed usage, and so oh I yeah, just you think, can get yeah, you can. I mean, like just regular usage for me, like tilt the wig turned on and all of that. I can easily get yeah. A you're day not an always on. That, that's I should also say I've been running. I like the always on display, so I've been I like that was two days it. with the dis- no. I like it, um, but but uh, my my point is like. Unless you really think you need that, like, multi-day battery life that you're going to get out of this, like, save your $140, throw it on the charger a little bit more often. Like, mm-hmm. that that's really where I'm at. I don't think it's bad. I don't think anyone who buys it will really regret it. But I do think that, like, I don't know, pocket that $140. Yeah, so the, the, the Pro is 30% larger battery yeah. than the regular 44-millimeter one, while it's more than double the size of the 40 millimeters battery. So if you're considering those two, that's a well, that's serious diff- like, upgrade. Well, but those are two yeah. like completely different sizes. Yeah, like, you're, the same person is not shopping larger for screen. It's Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I will say the only other 
quote unquote benefit for the pro was that it has the titanium, so it's a stronger material. Yeah, but I, because... ha- I hate the titanium. Oh no, I, I was I was actually gonna say the titanium, really? like the Watch Four to uh, the Watch Four, uh, the Watch Five forty four millimeter versus mm-hmm. the Watch Five Pro. It's a thirty percent bigger battery. I think it's also like twenty to thirty percent heavier. Yeah, it's this thing is like forty six grams nice. or something like that. It's so heavy on your wrist. You never, oh. you're never not aware that like you're cuffed oh. to it. Like it never blends into the background of your day. You're. Well, this, I want a small titanium watch. That's that fine. No yeah. one's this making. is not that. This thing is heavy. Yeah. I was also gonna say like. Titanium, yeah, it's going to be harder to like dent it or severely damage That's it. That's true. But the people who are well, like, oh, if I get the titanium, it's it's I'm going to be able to like go out and do activities and rough stuff, I'm and it'll still sure. look perfect. And I'm like, no, because especially if you get the black titanium, the titanium itself oh, for will sure. be it'll hard scratch. to damage. Oh yeah, the paint <clears throat> jobs on these and like the finishes, those will scratch to hell oh, within yeah, a couple it's the of months. I was talking to Mont Blanc about the Summit 3 because they have titanium body and they have a black one that's, I was curious if the process is anodized yeah. like aluminum is, how resilient is the, uh, the coating on that? Because that's the problem with these. You want them looking in peak condition and especially with ex- as expensive as these are. But I was also concerned, I'm not sure titanium is that much stronger than steel. I know it's, it's lighter is the whole point of it. Well, but, imagine how much heavier this watch would be if they had done steel oh instead God. of titanium <laughs> like that's yeah. part of that selling point because of all the extra battery and stuff stuffed inside of this watch even have going to a lighter material like titanium did not help yeah i pulled up the numbers because i wanted to make sure because i i keep forgetting how light the 44 millimeter watch is so the 44 millimeter watch 5 is 32.8 grams the watch 5 pro is 46.5 grams you will notice that <laughs> i have tried watches that are both heavier like in the mid 30 grams and like they feel much lighter than uh Hmm. than the watch 5 pro like it's heavy i didn't particularly like sleeping with it on like it i fell asleep fine but like it wasn't comfortable like i i really you know i would really stress people check out the uh the the watch 5 44 millimeter if they want a big watch because i i don't think this is the watch for most people that said it's not bad i gave it a 7.5 i don't think people are going to hate it it is a battery champ if that's all you if that if that is your number one priority get it also it has you know it it as good as the watch 5 it's got the curved sensor uh someone in uh the comments of my review pointed out that uh in profile it looks like a bowl of soup yeah so what do you think about the bezel the sunken uh screen and all that uh well now i now i just think it looks like a bowl of soup (laughs) (laughs) that's all i can see now someone said that and now it's all i'll ever see um it almost feels like a waste though that they have this very large and they don't have and didn't do the mechanical i mean i think it's a shortcoming i saw a couple people in the comments say that they were happy it was gone i haven't tried it before and i would have liked to but with the three i had the mechanical one and i used that for a few months before getting the four and i thought that i would hate it because i'm always a i want the remote with a million buttons on it i want everything of its own function honestly it was better without okay I'm never going back. Okay. That's I fair. will I will say I I understand part of the reason that they did the lip. They did the lip high, not necessarily huge. Um on the pro and that was part of the whole okay, we're going to make the screen two times stronger but also we're going to have this bumper here at the top so yeah. that way the first thing like if you hit flat on the ground, the first thing that hits on your watch is not going to be glass, it's going to be titanium. Yeah. 
you know, logically, I know this makes sense, but at the same time, I saw that and like Samsung doesn't seem very confident in its screens to to go to this level of protection. Yeah, but you're. I mean, it makes sense. Why not do it? Because if you're outside, you're you know hiking and banging your wrist around into tree branches. Yeah, you, I mean, have it hit the titanium first. Don't risk it on the screen every single time. Yeah, I mean. For a watch that is aimed at, like, rugged and heavy-duty without being just, like, you know, freaking ugly and macho, it looks good for what they aimed it at. It's just, I think that they aimed it between two different segments, and so they ended up not really pleasing either one. Because it almost looks premium, except for you have that high bump around the top makes the watch look weird and makes the face look weird. But if you didn't have that, it wouldn't be protective enough for the fitness crowd. I think it's good looking and it does help with the virtual touch bezel because you have something to kind of run your finger around. Rest your finger. Yeah. Well, track for it. Uh, Speaking of premium stuff, what did you think of the strap? I know you were having some problems with initially getting it adjusted. I really liked the look of this thing. Yeah. But when I was trying to photograph it, it was also very stiff to uh, adjust the uh, little slidey bits. Yeah. I. I I guess this is like a thing that exists. It likes I I haven't seen it before, and someone in the comments was like, "How have you never seen a band like this?" It's I think it's called yeah, the like, D buckle or D band buckle. I yeah, I've I really never like seen it. it. I think it's annoying because I can't quite find a, a setting that feels comfortable for everything you're doing with this watch. Like I think I want it tighter when I'm exercising, so before a run, I have to take it off and then like tighten it, which is a whole thing. Like it's it's more. Steps. Yeah, so and the problem with this, there's no like, clear, there's no holes. It, no, it's, you have the you can adjust it as much as you want, and maybe that like tempts you into trying to fine tune right. it a little too much. Right, and so the issue is that like what you'll do is you'll be like, this is probably good, and then you'll you have to close the latch, you have to mm. put it back on your wrist, and then close. I'm literally doing this as I speak. Close the <laughs> the magnet, which is satisfying. I will say the magnet's really satisfying, mm. and then you're like oh, this is still too loose. And so you have to take it back off. You have to pull wow. on the strap to like deactivate the latch and then pull it a little tighter and hope that you didn't go too tight. And then you close the latch, put it back on. And you're like, yeah, this is this is fine. This will do. And then you go do your run and then you come back and I don't know, you take a shower. And then after the shower, you put it on. You're like, this feels really tight. And you have to take it off and loosen it. And I don't know. Maybe is that's it a good at thing. staying put once you get it configured, though. It's not yeah. like oh yeah, that latch isn't going it's... anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It'll it'll say it's just that I prefer a setting that I can't seem to find at all because because <laughs> it's an infinite. Like you could, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Have set places for this yeah. thing to lock in. It means you right. can't like find your like. I mean, at least for like the regular like sport hybrid strap, it's okay. I know I am this lug on the strap, and if, exactly. I'm, like, if, exactly. if I'm working out and I need it to be tighter, I can go to one further. If it feels tight, I can go one less. I do wonder if part of it is that when I get a new watch and I, like, find the lug that, like, all right, this is mine. This is what I'm going to – like, I get used to it. And then I'm like, yeah, that's how that watch is supposed to feel. And with this, because I'm constantly, like, fucking around with it, I'm like, none of these feel right. This doesn't – like, it never quite – I'm not getting used to that setting because I keep messing around with it. I'm also going to say I don't like the fact that this was the band that was included in the box for the Pro yeah, 5. This, considering this, this means be a, that whenever you are charging oh. the watch, unless you go and like 3D print yourself a stand to put the watch uh, char- to stick the charger into in order for it to stand up, it's not going to sit flat while you're charging it. It's just going to be like flopping around and weird. 
Yeah, yeah, that is not great. Their band also, the way that they built it, interferes with reverse wireless charging on like bigger Literally. Samsung phones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so like, if you have an S twenty two Ultra, you're probably not going to be able to uh, wirelessly charge this from your phone unless you like flip the band. As, as people have found, if you flip the band inside out. <sighs> You don't oh have God. to take it completely off, but like I can't imagine that's good for the band to constantly be twisting and turning. Like, I, mean, I just did it, and it doesn't imagine. feel good. It doesn't feel good to do. Isn't it um, easier to just because I mean these are quick release bands? Isn't it easier to just detach it from the lug? That that's sure that's what people over. that's what the initial thing was like. You should just detach it, and then people on Reddit were like, or you could just flip the band inside out, and like you can. But again, I'm saying this does not feel good. How are people actually using this? I can see this being super useful if I'm, you know, traveling and didn't bring the charger with me. At the I end of the day, I want to get a couple extra hours of it. But this is like I'm using this feature two or three times a year. This doesn't feel like I'm constantly. It, it, if you need to be charging the watch that often, you get used to bringing a charger with you. I agree. It's a well, weird yeah. design flaw, though. Like it, it's weird that. Oh yeah. yeah. And I mean, it I also know. means that the. Watch 5 Pro with that band attached doesn't work with the uh, duo wireless that they were including with pre-orders mm-hmm. for the Watch 5 <laughs> and Watch 5 Pro. It's like, oh, hey, you're, here's a free charger, but you're going to have to swap bands if you want to use it with your watch. Womp womp. So I don't know. I We we can wrap on this. We've, we've yeah, gone probably no, kind of long on it. But but yeah, I'll repeat myself. It's a good watch. I think if you buy it, you're not going to be upset at it. But also, like, really consider that 44 millimeter watch, I think... Most people will be happy options. with it. Yeah, I think, to, you know, if it was cl- if they were closer in price, if this was four hundred and the the forty four millimeter was you know three thirty, right? Like maybe I'd be like, yeah, get the get the bigger one with the bigger battery. But it well, this is another thing. We saw watch four prices come down fast in the fall. I imagine yeah. something very similar is going to happen this year. And I don't remember the classic dropping as fast and this is kind of what that this is replacing like i, I well, wouldn't be it's surprised not replacing the, it though i know but but this year it is there's no classic well no no, no but they're still gonna sell the four classic like if you hate oh the sure pro, sure what i mean is that like if you were looking for classic. a new classic like oh, yeah. there is no there is no new right. classic right and so like i don't know i don't think this is going to come down in price as fast as like the mainline ones do so again i think you know for black friday i wouldn't be surprised if the 44 millimeter was 250 and this thing was still 450. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see the watch 5 44 millimeter going from because it, it's 310. So I could see it maybe going down to 250 or 225. Because yeah. I would love to see the watch 5 go from 280 down to like 180 or 150, if at all possible. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 it'll drop to 200 quick, I think, because that's what happened last year. And I think it'll take a while to go below. But yeah. But I don't know. That's that's kind of my take. I think it's an interesting idea. I I hope they bring updates to this thing. Like if if the fitness stuff, if that suddenly starts to get more, you know. Well, I mean, they have things that they promised that they haven't delivered on yet. So we're gonna get updates yeah. to like we're go- we have to get updates in order for the skin temperature to get working. So I'm oh, hoping uh, that yeah. they expand the GPS workout to more fitness modes because yeah, yeah. Only get having it on those two is practically worthless for seventy percent of people working out. I just, I can't, like, like, it can't be a speed thing, because cycling's there. I don't, I yeah. just don't know why they didn't include it. No, there's so all weird. artificial limitations. Why yeah. is it not on the cheaper model? Well, that too. Because there's no, there's no, it. yeah. So, so, yeah. Anyway, we, we can wrap there. We're kind of talking in circles now. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, 
Good watch. Watch five is a better bang for your buck for sure. Absolutely. And the flip four is the better bang for your buck over the fold four oh, while 100%. still getting a no fun new experience. But none of the products that we saw this season from Samsung seem to be duds. Like the Buds 2 Pro also, Taylor seemed to be very happy with them. It would have been hard for Samsung to mess that up, though. That's true. That would have been a challenge. (laughs) So all this has me is just so curious about the the Pixel Watch. I'm looking at that thing. I got to keep my expectations in the basement. Just chained (laughs) to the wall with a gag in its mouth in the basement to keep me from getting excited about this thing. Because after the processor rumors that we got this summer and what we've yeah. seen, like, especially once they, Battery once they too. yeah, and once they, once they showed us that it's a proprietary band system, I was like, ah, damn it. No, I'm not excited anymore. There are so many ways this could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, that's not great for a first generation watch that's trying to compete with a fifth generation watch from Samsung and like third or fourth or eight for fossils, sixth generation, seventh generation watches. Yeah. Like Google is so late to the game. You cannot be pulling this kind of stuff with your first smartwatch. Well, we'll which see. We maybe know maybe it'll be overprice. great. You know, like I mean, I, Google does learn pretty fast though. Look how awful the first gen pixel buds were compared to the second. Yeah. And then subsequent ones. I mean, that, that evolved quickly as a product. Yeah. Are we counting the neck buds? That was going to be my question. I am. Is that what you're talking? I can't even. Yeah. Okay. Well, the then, then you could argue that it's really taken to the pro for, for, for all the, because we're well, the A series, I guess, because the Pixel Buds had like a bunch of, like the, the first truly wireless had a bunch of issues, right? It was but a like, big step. I mean, each well, generation true. has been, true. Yeah. they've been learning from their mistakes. Yeah, the Pixel, the, Pixel Buds, Watch 4. the Pixel Buds 2020 had connectivity issues. The Pixel Buds A series got didn't have the wireless charging or any of the right. like advanced stuff. The Buds Pro are finally the point where we're like, okay, I don't see where the Achilles heel is. Where is it? So Where's the fatal flaw? Pixel Watch 4. Everybody get excited for 2026. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty, well, we're going to cap it there and go back to playing with our new phones and new watches. But we will be back next week, and next week is IFA, so we will have tons of very interesting things to talk about, I'm sure. But uh, in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Arawagco. Will, yours is... Uh, Will underscore Saddleberg. And then, Stephen, yours... I can't actually remember what yours is. Stephen yeah, doesn't Twitter. use Twitter. Just, just read Android Police. Aww. It's a quality website. Yeah, you can find us all at Android Police. Uh, let us know if you got any of these new devices, how you're liking them. Uh, if you're on a flip fork, tell me what case you bought. I want to find as many as I can and test them out. Test all the cases. But in the meantime, we are going to wrap things up and let you get back to your week, weekend, morning, evening, whatever it is. Uh, And we will catch you all later. Bye. Bye. Take care.